Welcome back, everyone. Thursday afternoon on Sports 1440. The Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And we made our picks. So what we're doing uh, every day on the show uh, in conjunction with PlayAlberta.ca, it's all for charity. So we make a $20 wager and we parlay three picks. Didn't win yesterday. That's all right. But we do it uh, every day. And at the end of the month, everything that uh, that we make, which is hopefully something, uh, we donate to charity. Kids Sport is uh, who we are donating to uh, this month. We get uh, listener interaction, get some suggestions. Some days we're going to go a little bit, you know, maybe more in depth on player props and different things like that. Play Play Alberta has their boost bets now that you can make that are pretty unique and fun. Uh, today we had uh, KC over Detroit, just straight up. Con man is going old school, just going uh, straight up. Also, then we have uh, the Dodgers over Miami and the uh, Yankees over Detroit. So a double dose of losses for Detroit, Con man. Yeah, I don't know what I have against Detroit, but. You know, winning's contagious, so we're gonna we're gonna start this one, build it up, and keep it going. Okay. Then we'll get into the prop bets, maybe some anytime touchdown scores, things oh, like that. Probably like on Friday, there's lots of options for a weekend, man. You could have oh, lots yeah. of fun ones. You know, you can get you know fifty yards receiving, rushing yards, lots of different things like that, and CFL and NFL. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. So now, hey, let's get to our uh, regular five o'clock guest. Uh, Every day on the show from uh, Sportsnet as we get to the uh, spec report brought to you by GS Construction. And uh, you know what? We're going to talk about GS next time we have Terry Ryan on. Of course, uh, he's very good friends with the uh, the owner of GS, uh, Teran Sandwith. Um, quite good buddies. So he'll probably give us some uh, some good dirt on uh, what Sandwith, uh, you know, he's a much better owner than he was a player. That's what I can say. GS Construction, great company to work for, especially if, if you're remotely sports-oriented. You will love it there. They love their sports. Uh, so they're hiring right now. Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet joins us on the show again. Spec, how are you? I'm ah, doing pretty well. I heard a little bit of Terry Ryan earlier. He's a funny cat. He is a funny hey. dude. Oh, dude, wait till he wait till he gets more comfortable. He's a really funny guy. And uh, if you haven't checked out Shorzy, I recommend to all of our audience members. Hey, when one of our co-hosts is in like a a, a regular appearing series, we got to support him. So uh, you know, yeah. we, we might we'll have to we might even plan to maybe have like some sort of viewing party on uh, on the twenty seventh for that. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. I like that. It always kind of reminds me of the Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, goes hockey. You know? Oh yeah, no, it's classic. The accents, letter Kenny, definitely a little bit of letter Kenny. Jared Kelso is going to be joining us on the show here before the twenty seventh, which will be awesome as well. Now, um, uh, the Edmonton Orders had uh, open skate today for for the media. They'll do one today, and then again on Monday, and then that's it. Uh, thankfully, because let's be honest, it's not like you can evaluate players whatsoever for this. Uh, Raphael Lavoie not on the ice today because he was in Washington for uh, the rookie orientation, which usually goes to rookies that they think are very close for a chance if if you're going to make the team or, or not and usually an organization sends somebody and so that's the guy that they sent so that's good for 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 Raphael. uh nurse and kane not part of it today but not a big deal um i think the the story the one guy that that i'm most interested in just because you know i didn't play very much last year due to injury is is curtis brown and um connor brown excuse me not curtis brown former brown. shark but uh connor brown and you know as i was watching it I'm, I'm watching the, the, their scrimmage, and as I said, I don't take too much, but I was just, I'm like, geez, this guy plays a lot like Hyman, like relentless style. And then funny enough, Leon Drysaddle brings it up in, in his press conference earlier today, which leads me to the question, Spec, for, for far too soon, where do you think is, like, where do you expect Connor Brown to start opening night? And I'm not expecting him to stay there, 
Where do you think he starts on opening night? Well, I know that you were talking earlier, uh, if you can have Hyman and Brown on the same line, and I don't see why you would, right? To yeah. me, they're the same kind of player. Uh, they're both hey, – listen, if we watched them now, you know, very little live and in person. Of course, we've seen him play over the years, watched him on TV a lot, especially when he was with the Leafs. But friends of mine who have covered, who covered the Leafs and covered him for a long time, that's the very first thing they said. Hyman light, right? He's he's plays the way Hyman plays. Uh, he has, as as Drysaddle said today, he's got an unbelievable engine. You know, he's one of those guys. He never quits in a puck, right? He's he's the guy digging it out, winning the battle, getting the puck to the next guy, and before you know it, it's on the right stick and it's going in. So I, I don't – you know what? Those guys, they're such a great weapon to have with skilled players. I don't know why you'd put him and Hyman on the same line. It doesn't make sense to me. I think you get one of them digging out pucks for Connor McDavid and the other one digging out pucks for Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, I think your team's a whole lot better, isn't it? Yeah, in theory, for sure. I, you know, I, I can see that. And um, I get, is yeah. is it kind of Holloway, Fogel, McLeod? Is that the obvious third line to start for you? Yeah, I think those. I think that's a pretty good third line. Those are all to me. You know what? I always look at players like this, Jay, and I think if you're, you know, Connor McDavid said the other day, we're not sitting around here waiting for the first round pick to come in and make a huge impact so we can win. Yeah, that's not what this team is anymore. And I look at all those guys. McLeod is a, is at this point in his career, he's a third line player and a good one. If he's on my third line, I like my team. I say the same about Fogel all day long, right? If I got Fogel in my top six, and I'm, I'm not trying to take a shot at Warren Fogel, but I think if I got Warren Fogel in my top six, I'm already looking for an upgrade when the season starts. Well, he's in the top nine here where he should be, and so is Holloway. You know, Holloway gone are the days how many times jason have we watched some new kid show up in edmonton who's young and trying to make his way and they give him a ton of ice time they put him in the top six they're relying on him and it's no way to grow players holloway gets to come in this lineup as a bottom six player the way he's supposed to and you know what if he knocks the doors off as a left winger and he steals somebody's job well great but he doesn't have to for this team to be successful. That's why they're a good team now, and they weren't a good team then, Jason. Mark Spector joins us on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 and live on Owners Nation YouTube. When I watch Brandon Sutter today, he's mm-hmm. everything that you want. When I see the size, I see the right shot. I was watching him win some face-offs. I know it's only a scrimmage. I don't know because the pace yeah. of this is not anything I can evaluate accurately to see if it's even close. Even And that's why I don't put a ton of stock in preseason games either, to be honest. But, man, watching him today, you're, you're just like, yeah, fair point. He's like, this guy would be the perfect fourth liner if his conditioning is there. Because I think he's got enough skill that he can be a fourth line guy and you know chip in eight to ten oh, goals sure. kind of thing, kill some penalties. So and and then Lane Peterson is the wild card for me. And I've asked my nephew about him because they play together, and he goes, you know what? He's got more skill than people think. And so I looked at Lane Peterson a little bit smaller, but again, kind of the same thing. And then I look at Sam Gagne, and I'm like, man, Gagne's going to have to have a hell of a camp to beat out both of those guys. No, absolutely. Like, you know, there's there's going to be question marks around Sutter because of his situation, right? Hasn't played for a couple of years, long COVID. And I'll tell you what, the last, the back half of, of Sutter's career, he's had a ton of injuries, right? He hasn't played, go to his hockey DB profile. 
I haven't lately, but I'll bet you he hasn't played many 60-game seasons uh, yeah. in the last half of his career. But throw, you know, and all those things we know about. There's issues with Gagne's coming off hip surgery. Uh, the Peterson kid, we just don't know much about. If all things being equal, to me, Sutter checks the boxes I want for my fourth line center, right? He's the best face-off man, I would suspect, of the three. He's the biggest of the three. Does he have uh, enough skill? He's a fourth line center. How much skill do you need, right? Yeah. Sorry about that. Hey, that's okay. Fourth line center. That's a fine. That's a fine. I know. <laughs> How much skill do you need? Uh, don't tell me my fourth line center needs to score me 20 goals. That's not what happens around here. You, yeah. I need a fourth line center that I could put out at the end of a game to win a draw when this, I'm leading 3-2. So I'm not that worried about skill for my fourth line center. Look at Ryan's down on that fourth line. What did he score last year? 12 goals? Mm-hmm. Which is good. You know, so they got a little skill down there. They got enough skill down there, right? Uh, if if you told me to pick a guy right now, sight unseen, I, as much as I like Sam Gagne as a man and as a person, I'm picking Sutter. But we're a long ways away from giving that job away, man. Yeah, that's fair. Mark Spector joins us. Philip Broberg, Vincent DeHarnay, it's an intriguing battle uh, for the number six spot, I would think. Like, and Because I watched Brett Kulak today. And honestly, and so this is my question. Yeah. Is there a more underappreciated player on the orders and not underappreciated because people don't respect him. But for a guy like the last two playoffs, Brett Kulak has been unreal as a defenseman in both playoffs in both years. He was excellent for the Edmonton orders. And I I look at, at him today and just, you know, they they only had five defense on that one. So he's out there way more and I'm watching him. It's like, look at him skate. Like he just doesn't get beat very often. He's not a top pairing guy. He's an excellent third pair who can easily moonlight in, in your second pair. And so I noticed that, but then I'm watching Broberg, and uh, today he was with uh, Ekholm, which doesn't mean anything for anybody. I don't want to read too much into it because they're switching pairs all the time. But you had him on the right side with Ekholm. And I look at Vincent DeHarnay, who uh, you know had a brief chat with him today, and he's all fired up. He feels like he improved a lot of his, his – he really wanted to work on his skills in this summer, right? He wanted to be better puck yeah. handler and stuff like that. And so I just – they're so different of like Broberg's, you know, the, a very good skater. He's a young player. But Vincent DeHarnay is more just defensive-minded, right? He's going to – Block shots, kill penalties, and be physical. That's what he does. Where you come out on on the blue line, and if Broberg can't play regularly, would you put him in the minors to start so he can play twenty five minutes a night? Yeah, th- listen the the I'm I'm Philip Broberg, and I got drafted in the first round thing. Which I'm not saying he's saying that, but we all know when a team spends a first round pick on you you get a certain spin off of that for a certain amount of time, right? Jay, everybody knows that. That's just how it is. This is it for that spin, okay? He's going to get a chance this year, and he should get a chance. To me, I'll be honest with you, I thought they wasted the kids' season last year the same way they wasted Bouchard's season the year before. I hated the 11-7 and setup when when Broberg's playing two minutes and 48 seconds in a game. I thought that was a – if you're going to play a guy 248 – Go out and, and find a veteran defenseman that's 32 years old and waste those minutes on him. I hated that season for Philip Broberg last year. So this is the year. They need a, they need young entry-level contracts on this team. They they need to do you know develop this young player finally, and he's going to get a real shot, I'm going to say to you, in training camp and probably for the first 15, 20 games. To me, he makes the team no matter what. And by the end of November – Let's see if he's if he's swimming, he's going to play here. If he's sinking, he's not waiver eligible yet. 
down he goes, and I don't even think about him until March. But it's time for this player now. What is he? Twenty two, Jason. Yeah, he's twenty two years old. He's. Yeah, I don't love the way they've developed him. I won't lie to you. I thought last year was was not very good, and we talked about this. And so remember, Rashad and you battled on this forever. We don't like the way they they developed Bouchard two years ago. And Ken Holland said this. Remember his last press conference? He goes, "Yeah, maybe we should have got him going a little quicker." <laughs> Right in hindsight, so I think the same thing's going on with Broberg. I love the fact he's playing a little bit with Ekholm because I think that's what he needs. Taking a kid, putting him in on his wrong side, you better have him with a veteran. So this is the time for Broberg. It's time to to make it, or you know what? If you don't make it, he could be the young player that goes somewhere at the trade deadline for more experience. Yeah, no, it's possible. But I will say this, man. I just look at the history of teams that have traded young defensemen, and man, historically. There's lots of mistakes. Like oh, you look at guy, Chris Pronger, for goodness sakes, comes to mind. Like there's been lots of young D men that got traded out. You know, they played three or four years and they're just not there yet because that's just how the yeah. position is. And so I can understand if the orders were ultra cautious because now if you win the Stanley Cup because of the trade and Broberg goes on to have a 10 year career, it's worth it, right? There's no question that's about true. that. But if you don't, then obviously there's potential risk in that. So it'll be fascinating to see. Okay, how good is the player? Like, that's what we got to find out. Yeah. How good is the player? I'm not going to lie to you. I've asked a bunch of scouts who've watched this guy, okay, who different scouts from different organizations. You know how it works, Jay. We did this with Pugliarvi, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't put him team. in that category, just to be fair. I'm not saying they're the same guy, but let me finish. Everybody in Edmonton thought Pugliarvi was the greatest thing ever, and every scout and GM and assistant GM and hockey person I talked to said, Spec, I don't know if this guy's yeah. going to be as good as people in Edmonton think he's going to be. I never be. thought he was well, that. I'm not – yeah, I'm just saying, you know what I'm you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. So I've not heard other scouts say, Oh boy, I hope the Oilers put Broberg out there because I'm gonna tell my GM we want this guy. I haven't heard it. So it's up to the Oilers to develop a player that other teams really want. Because at this moment in time, I'm here to tell you, scouts aren't salivating over this guy and the way he plays. I think Broberg, when you look at the the historic path for the majority of European defenders. He's just starting now. Go look at Oscar Kleffbaum early and see the player that he was and then who the player he became. And historically, there's lots of European defensemen that do that. It's, you know what? You play your whole, now it's a little different now because they're playing on smaller rinks, but for the longest time, they played on the bigger ice surface and not as physical style of play. It's just very different. And so it takes a lot of time. Like the Miro Heiskanen's are very unicornish when it comes like that. So I'd still be ultra cautious, but at the same time, if you can acquire a really good player for Philip Broberg at the deadline, I could understand why that would be something you would consider because the orders are in win now mode. There's no question about it, but there is that uh, potential long-term risk of what Philip Broberg might mm-hmm. become, you know, cause Hey, if all he becomes is a really solid second pair D man, there's nothing wrong with that man. Like Nicholas Ajarmelson was an unreal defenseman for, uh, for Chicago for many, many years. So we'll see. Yes, he was spec. Always going to yeah. catch up with you, buddy. We will uh, see you uh, tomorrow. Have yourself a great day. All right, Jay. Thanks, man. That's uh, Mark Spector. It's the uh, Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. The Bison returns next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Remember, you can always text us at 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Thursday afternoon continues on Edmonton Sports. Leader Sports 1440. That's right. This is day number three. If you're just joining us, maybe getting off work and you're like, what? I hadn't heard about it. We're back. Sports 1440. Of course, you can get us in a lot of places online, sports1440.ca. If uh, your signal isn't always as crystal clear as you'd like, I'll give you, a, I'll tell you a little secret. For the last two years, I actually listened uh, to uh, 1260 on iHeart all the time for a variety of reasons. Because, uh, you know, I was downtown lots. Um, you know, I would drive in and out of the parkade for practice and stuff, and iHeart never goes out in the parkade. Right? Because there'd be times I'd be, oh, it's a good interview, and I'm driving in, goes out. So I got iHeart, and I just got into the habit, and that's where I listen to it. And it's crystal clear all the time. So uh, you can check it out there. Also, you can watch the show now live on YouTube, Orders Nation YouTube, and hit the subscribe button. Okay? We got to get rolling here. We got it. Uh, we have a goal to get to, to uh, 20,000. We have a month. We want to get to twenty thousand. We're uh, we're at sixteen, which is nice, but uh, we'd like to get to twenty thousand subs before then. And uh, I'll tell you this: it's very easy. Even if you don't watch it all the time, just want to subscribe. You know what's going on. But also, we're going to give away some uh, tickets for all of our subscribers to uh, to go to some games starting in October. So uh, check it out at uh, YouTube for Oilers Nation. Uh, everything everywhere we're at is brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, also tonight. Kick off to the NFL season. And uh, uh, the Duke, as uh, Kevin Carius has uh, named him, Brandon, he's going to be live at the uh, Ellerslie uh, Brew House. Okay, so there's a great place. If you're on the south side, you want to go watch the game there. they got unbelievable prizes to win. Get into the draw. You could be going to the Super Bowl. You know how expensive it is to get the Super Bowl? It's like 10 grand a seat. Five grand a seat. It's ridiculous. So you'll have that opportunity, which is amazing, and uh, should be a pretty entertaining game. Or... You know what? Uh, you can uh, go see uh, Gavin at first round from Orders Nation. He's there too. So we got you covered in all sorts of different places, which is awesome. Now, we uh, welcome back to the program. Gentlemen with probably, you know what? I'd like to give out a few nicknames, but uh, this is one that uh, has stuck for a long time. Uh, many people now call him that. Rubes. Ruben Bronte, a.k.a. Robin Brownlee, uh, joins us again. Rubes, how you doing? <laughs> hey, fantastic, Jason, and thank you for carrying on the tradition of the misspelled press pass from my last stop at Maple Leaf Gardens. As you know, that's where that nickname came from. Thought I was a big deal, thought everybody knew me. I show up for the last game at Maple Leaf Gardens, and instead of Robin Brownlee, it's Reuben Bronte. Like it's, Perfect. it's so great because it's not even close. Right. Like it's it's not remotely no. close, which is what makes it even more awesome. Like, I hope you would have kept that somewhere because that would be unbelievable to have yes. that. Yeah, I got I got it, Jason. Hey, I got to tell you, too, because I know you've been up to your eyeballs getting this thing rolling. I've been sitting here watching basically everything since you got started. And uh, once we get all this, uh, you know, the little bugs out of the way, and that happens. It's to be expected. 
I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I love that. I love that Terry Ryan uh, segment. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. I'm loving it. No, it's been good. You know what? Uh, we, we have the camera. Declan, like Declan might have lost five pounds in the first few days because how often he was switching out the cameras or overheating it. And so we brought in our camera guru, the tech guy, and he had to he had to go in and basically Connor can probably explain it better. But he, he what did he reset? He just something inside that had to reset it. And it's not like turning it off and on. It was a little bit more technical. But you know what? It's been two hours now and we've had no issues. So I think we have the camera solution solved, Cons. Yeah, yeah, there was inserting a little drive into it to do the update, and he was kind of weaving in and out of us, getting it all done. We had to do one ourselves, uh, so pat on the back to us for figuring that one out. But looks like I'm going to knock on wood here. Looks like we got uh, got it all figured out now. Yeah, that is uh, that's outstanding. So, uh, Rubes, let's start with the uh, the green and gold. Um, the uh, the Elks, of course, uh, disappointing loss on Monday, which you know, and this sounds strange to say, but I actually think that's kind of a positive. There's a disappointing loss because for the longest time it wasn't disappointing. They were just an ass kicking loss. They weren't even close. Like that was a game they played quite well. Now they're back at home. Like I think that Trey Ford has injected a little bit of life into uh, fans of the green and gold, and I think we might have a pretty decent crowd on Saturday. And I think the Elks have a really good chance to win. What I saw, Jason, is this. I don't know, and frankly, I don't think uh, Edmonton is, is, is playoff bound. And to me, it doesn't really matter. A lot of people are going, what? What matters to me when I look on from a distance is watching Trey Ford and how different this club is when he's running the offense. And let's not forget, he's running an offense by Jarius Jackson, and that's been a big change over how they started. This guy so many times, even in that loss, I mean, let's face it, he didn't allow all those points in the fourth quarter, but there can be good coverage and he outruns it. There can be uh, the right calls defensively in the backfield and he throws through it. Um, this is a very talented guy. He doesn't go in the Hall of Fame after just four games, but holy cow, is this guy look like he's something special so far. I mean, he's plus 800 yards passing, but he's another 320 yards uh, rushing. He's This guy's got some tools. He's got people buzzing about the offense. Too bad about the defense last time out. Well, the fourth quarter defense, because, man, for the first three quarters, I was like, like yeah. they're really doing a good job of keeping Calgary out of rhythm on their heels, and then yeah. everything kind of fell apart in the in the fourth quarter. They, they lost a little bit of aggression, and who knows if inexperience plays into it or not. But uh, I'm kind of looking forward you know, to, to Trey Ford, because if you look at how many games he's actually played, Robin, even going back to his college days, like this guy is so raw, and I just think – where he could be, like when, when we watch Trey Ford now, and if people are patient, and, and specifically the Elks, if they're patient, you watch in two or three years when Trey Ford now has, you know, 400 passing attempts a year under his belt and has played 16 or 18 games. You know, now he's up to 40 professional games or something. Just watch, I think, the difference of the player because his raw ability is what got him here because he, he didn't play very much even in in college. So uh, I'm kind of fascinated to see where he can go. He can be one of those clear late developers and not developing in skill, but just developing in, in, in gaining reps. And I think that's going to be huge uh, for him. Now, uh, speaking of gaining reps, uh, we were talking about uh, Philip Broberg. We've got some texts already coming in at, at, uh, at the text line at uh, 833-401-1440 because people were mentioning, hey, like, is Philip Broberg a guy? If he doesn't get ice time, do you contemplate moving him? And, you know, there's there's a long laundry list 
of young defensemen that moved on to other organizations because, you know, they traded him way too early. In some cases, they didn't like him or didn't think he'd play. And in other cases, they put him in a package because they wanted to win. And if it's, if it's that one, I can live with it. But do you think the Oilers have to commit to say Broberg's, he's either our sixth defenseman when we play six or he's in the American League? Is it, is that too cut and dry? You know what? It's cut and dried, but I think it's on the money, Jason. You can't have him eating popcorn looking down on the ice from the press box here. It does him no good, and frankly, it does the Oilers no good. Uh, at the same time, you don't throw him in uh, unsupervised, so to speak, into the deep end and hope that he doesn't go under. Um, you need to try and fit him in and play him in a position where he's got some cover. And you can look at the guys on that defense and, and see who might provide that. I mean, uh, look at the difference that uh, Eckholm uh, made uh, last year, last season with Bouchard. Bouchard got off to a relatively good start, and he was f- he's further along than Broberg is now. But having that, I call it cover, having that guy who knows where to be and when to be there, it doesn't. You, you can make a mistake without it going back up the other way and ended up in your net because that'll shred a player's confidence faster than anything. So, yes, you need to find out what you've got with Broberg because otherwise you're just wasting them. And if you are, don't don't lose them foolishly. If somebody's interested enough to pick up the phone and call you and it's part of a deal that you can make, uh, to make your team better going into the playoffs, assuming the Oilers are where we think they're going to be, in other words, in contention, then you take a long look at it. But you got to do it properly. You don't just, I mean, they've blown it enough times with young D-men, and, and you can really get burnt, and it sticks the stink, sticks on you for a long time when you give up a young kid and he goes on to play 10 years somewhere else, and he's really good. Robin Brownlee, a.k.a. Ruben Bronte, uh, joins us on uh, Sports 1440 and uh, live on uh, Oilers Nation uh, YouTube. Uh, Rubens, are there, like, this is funny. I've covered the team a long time, over 20 years. And usually, you know, there's a few jobs where you can debate, okay, this guy, ah, there's three openings. Now, for many years, heck, there was five or six because the Oilers just weren't very good. This year, there's probably one forward spot up for grabs. And I would argue, you know, if, if they're going with six and 12, then there's one defense spot between DeHarnay and Broberg. And I don't see that as a negative. It's probably a bad thing for, for pundits and scribes and fans who like to debate about, uh, you know, different things like that. But I think it kind of shows where the orders are at in, in their development. They're coming in that, you know, this is a team that's going to compete. But do you have any lean towards any of Peterson, Lavoie? Maybe they move Ryan to center, Sam Gagne. Uh, Brandon Sutter, do you think there's anybody at all who's a front runner for the 12th Ford to start training camp? I don't know if there's a front runner because I don't know what, what, uh, Woodcroft and his staff are thinking, Jay. But, uh, I tell you what, I look at a guy who has the tools that Sutter has, and I think he might be a fit there. Um, Everybody, you know, you can make a TV series about it. Everybody loves Sam. Uh, he's a terrific <laughs> guy. He's got the he's got yes. the greatest at, he's got the greatest attitude, right? And you 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 want to see the guy do well. I don't know if 
at this point in his career, does he bring more to the table than Sutter? He certainly brings different things. So I wouldn't mind Sam, but I don't know. I want to see. I want to get a look at Sutter myself. Something tells me that Sam Gagne is going to end up signing a contract with the orders. Might be a two-way contract. And he might start in the American League, but I just, something tells me he's going to, because I think he'd be an unbelievable mentor. He'd be an unbelievable leader down in Bakersfield because of the personality he has. Now, I'm not saying he wants to do that. I have no idea. Obviously, he wants to be in the NHL first, but I, I don't know why. That's just a, that's something that, that I've thought all along. And I look at the orders. We know injuries are going to occur. When you're carrying a 21 man roster, you're one injury away from them calling somebody up. It's just how it goes. So I, you know, who's here on opening night? Just like we saw last year, think about what happened with Clem Costin and Matthias Janmark and Vinny Deharnay, yep. and those are guys who were all playing in the playoffs. They were in the minors to start the season, right? So you uh, you never know. And that was and the orders were a good team, and that happened. So I, I don't get too wrapped up in who necessarily isn't going to be there on opening night, but it is intriguing to me to think of who might be that uh, fourth line center, and you know. If even the owners consider bringing in another body just because, because, you know, Hey, if it's a league minimum contract, if your owner's willing to, to have another guy like that, and if he goes down to the minors, oh, well, and pay him there, that's fine. Or maybe you bring in someone else on a PTO, but you know, I just, I don't know, man, I won't be surprised. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I won't be surprised if, uh, if we see a potential other forward sign between now and mm-hmm. the, uh, and the start. Although maybe not, you know, they got the captain skates, you know, they'd probably want to get it done. Like if I'm a player and I'm thinking, Hey, if Edmonton's talking to me, I'm like, get me in there now. Right. Uh, you got so many players like the orders had 18 forwards on the ice today, 12 defensemen, two goalies. And uh, Lavoie wasn't there because he was in Washington for the uh, rookie orientation. Yeah. And then Kane and Nurse also weren't on the ice. So you think about how many guys they have here. You know, they have a uh, young uh, Matt, uh, uh, not Matt Savoy, but Savoy, his older brother was uh, was here today. Um, you know, they've got Gleason, some uh, some other young defensemen uh, in town. And, and I just think it's it's good for those guys. Like, I don't expect them to make the team, but they're getting that opportunity. Uh, the only negative today was James Hamlin crashed hard, like really yeah. hard yeah. into the end boards, was down for a few minutes. He st- looks like he stepped on a stick and he went into the boards awkwardly. And that's obviously the risk, even in a scrimmage. Like, you know, the pace isn't game pace, but it's still pretty quick. And that was an unfortunate one. Uh, and so that's it had me thinking. Like a James Hamlin, a Malone. Like, do you think those guys are going to see any action in Edmonton at all this year? You know what? I, 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 I don't see it. Uh, I think that largely what you, unlike last season when the team changed over the course, uh, by the halfway mark of the season, it wasn't the same team that started the season. It wasn't even close. I mean, there were so many changes. I think what you see to start this season might be a lot closer uh, to what you get. Uh, and still on this topic, and back to Sam for a second, maybe this is a goofy thought, and I don't even know how it works when it comes to the cap, to be honest. Could Sam Gagne start this season as a player and finish it? in player development or is that something that comes after this season? Cause we've heard talk that he wants to get into that and 
this is, I think, where he would want to be. So I don't know if that's a goofy idea, but I wonder if it's a possibility at some point. Well, I, I guess how it would work that wouldn't impact your cap is if he signed a contract. Then he'd have to retire. They'd have to mutually agree to uh, to rip up the yeah. contract, right? And then I guess he could go into player development uh, if he so choose. But having spoke to Sam, um, he, he feels he wants to play still. Right. So, okay. uh, and so that I think would be his, his first, uh, goal. And, and, you know, I never asked him because I never want to put it in a player's head, like, would you start in the American League? Like, I don't know. I don't want to ask a player that right away. Like, Hey, you know what? We'll yeah. wait and see how camp unfolds. But something tells me, uh, I, I think he might be, uh, willing to do that, uh, for sure. Uh, Bronte, uh, we got lots of texts coming in. Have you replaced the Biscayne? <laughs> you're, you're such an ass. <laughs> oh, hey, Norman at Combine well, and, and Pete and Frank all want to know. Unfortunately, the the uh, the uh, flamed Biscayne without the working gas gauge went uh, down the road several years ago. I'm driving uh, uh, more adult cars now. I've sort of left a little bit of my uh, adolescence as far as car selection okay. goes behind, but... Uh, Thanks for uh, thanks for reminding me of that. It was a wonderful day sitting on White Mud Drive when I was supposed to be at the studio and hearing people phone in saying, "Hey, I just saw Brownlee on the side oh, of the road." That was so that awesome! Was awesome! Oh, that le- that lemon, the Biscayne, and I, you're just seething. It was the greatest. Oh, I was so well. The great part was so many people recognized the Biscayne. Right. That's was that was good. Or or they recognize the, the bison head, one of the two. I'm not sure yeah. which one. It's probably both. So awesome Rosa. We'll chat with you on Monday. Have a good weekend. Okay, Greg. See you later. Thanks, man. There you go. That's uh Robin Brownlee, aka Ruben Bronte. That's still like Bronte. You know how many people walk up to him and call him Bronte all the time now? It's uh it's fantastic. There's uh there's quite a few people and, and he gets a real a ride out of it. Like people that don't even know, hey Bronte. <laughs> Cause think about it. Like Everybody has a, most people have a nickname amongst somebody in their group, right? Ruben Bronte is such a great nickname when you know the backstory and then you just keep it because it's awesome. Like, hey, there's Bronte. It's not a bad nickname. Not a bad nickname at all. Uh, when we return, the NFL season has begun. And you know what? We're going to end the show with the con man, Connor Halley, because we are going to go uh, with our uh, fantasy report next and uh, lots of stuff to talk about about tonight. Because there are some interesting plays to discuss there and more on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live in the E-Well studio. Now we got some tunes, a little chair dancing. I like it. Oh, man. Can't wait till Cons gets his uh, his full library of songs going. Oof. The only problem is people will see my dance moves online. I'm not sure that's, you know, you might have to black those out. So. Right. You know what you could do? You could dance over to your right and then shuffle in. Oh, just shuffle in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that little, uh, <laughs> isn't that the meme they use in Orders Nation about the Gretzky shuffle all the time after a win? There you go. And you could shuffle in like that. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm a shuffler, though. So uh, we'll see. Let's get to the uh, fantasy report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And I'll tell you, right, you know what? You know how badly the McEwen brothers at Next Gen missed Sports Talk Radio? Those guys were having three leg days a week. They used to do like three a year. They were up to three a week just because they needed to feel the pain to kind of mask the pain of no sports. But now that it's back, it's all back to bench and shoulders for the O'McEwans and Next Gen Transportation.
As uh, Connor Halley, our uh, fantasy expert. Of course, hey, he's got the fantasy show. If you haven't listened to the Fantasy Frenzy, you should. Uh, Monday to Friday right here on Sports 1440 at 11 a.m. until noon. Cons and uh, Brandon Douglas. And you know what? Cons has been an awesome first three days. The feedback we've had, I was very confident you guys are going to kill that show. But, man, people are absolutely loving it. So uh, kudos to you guys and what you've done uh, already. And I look forward to seeing uh, what's going to continue next. So uh, I have to ask you about tonight. Of course, uh, NFL kicks off. And uh, who isn't excited about it? Many people love it. So uh, it's official. Kelsey is out. Not a shock. So you get one guy. Who's the one KC receiver or running back who's going to go off tonight? Yeah, I mean, and the thing with the Kansas City Chiefs, you have Patrick Mahomes, right? So one of their receivers will go off. And they've got so many dynamic weapons that, in my opinion, you know, it could be a screen pass that they could turn into a 50-yard touchdown. Kadarius Tony, you've got uh, Sky Moore, the second-year player. You have uh, MVS, Pacheco. It could be Jarek McKinnon. I mean, they've just got so many options. I'm I'm going to lead towards Kadarius Tony, and I, it might be a little bit risky because he's had those injury problems throughout camp, but I just think he's such a dangerous player, and you can get the, the ball into his hands in a bunch of different ways, and Andy Reid is just so creative and clever and trusts his players. So I, I think Kadarius Tony would be a guy you can look at tonight that could have a big game, uh, whether it's in the passing game, whether it, you know the quick screens, the end arounds, plays like that. I think he's going to be a way that can get he can get deep into that secondary and I know the Lions defense you know they went out they invested there but he just takes you know one play and he could bust out a big touchdown so for me I'm going Kadarius Tony. I think he's going to have an elevated role in this offense for the Chiefs tonight well I'm I'm basing my comment selfishly solely on my fantasy team now I have Pacheco and Sky Moore yeah right neither one was necessarily going to be a starter for me just some bench strength and uh, it's game one, it's week one, and uh, I'm putting in Sky Moore. I'm putting him in as my flex position because uh, I think somebody's got to go off, and I'm going to go with him. You know what? He'll probably end up with two catches for 28 yards. But uh, I'm going Sky Moore. If anybody else out there is with me, let's go Team Sky Moore. I like it. Which leads me to the other side. Now, I've been reading a lot of people think the Detroit Lions might have one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in the NFL. So a very hard position to, de- to debate and really dissect until you get to see them in, in regular season action. Their starting five has been good for a long time. The problem is, cons they've never played together. They've never actually had all five on the field at once because somebody's been hurt the last few years all the time. But they are there tonight. And so does that mean Jameer Gibbs is going to have a big game for them, especially when you consider that KC doesn't have Clark and their D-line maybe is a little susceptible? Yeah, I mean, I think Jameer Gibbs is a guy that adds value out of the backfield as a receiver. And so David Montgomery might be the guy that kind of benefits in the run game. Obviously, Jameer Gibbs is going to get his opportunities. So the run game there might be good. If you have one of those two players, it, it can be a risk, right? Because they're they're going to split uh, reps in the backfield. So it might not be uh, the consistent thing. I don't know if David Montgomery is going to get the red zone carries or if they might lean toward Jameer Gibbs. I think that's a bit of a risky start, but I still like Gibbs. I mean, I, I think he's a guy who's got ridiculous talent he was taken in the first round i know that was a surprise to people uh, declan kruger and i did our mock drafts when we did our show and i still had jameer gibbs as a first round talent but i had him later on in the first round so i think you know you drafted him for a reason you're going to get him involved early you talked about that offensive line that's another 
uh, position that they have invested heavily in Panay Sewell, uh, Frank Ragnall, the center, and Taylor Decker. I mean, they've got some really nice pieces there. So obviously when you invest in the big guys up front, you want to run the ball. Dan Campbell, no exception to that. He's going to want to run the ball and, you know, especially against Kansas City on the road, try to munch that clock and make sure Patty Mahomes spends a lot of time on the sidelines. So I, I personally would lean Jameer Gibbs in this one and I think he could have a big game. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. So let's see how it goes. Now, uh, a few other ones. Jared Goff, that's my question. (laughs) Is Jared Goff going to be a reliable fantasy quarterback this season? I think so. And honestly, we mentioned that on Fantasy Frenzy and we had Marcus Grant on and he thought he could be, you know, maybe not that tier one. But if you're in a bye week and you need someone to step in there, Jared Goff could be that guy. And at first it sounds kind of funny because we remember him in L.A. and it did not look good at the end of his tenure there. He goes to Detroit and he started off. He was okay. You know, he had two, four touchdown games in the first five weeks of the season. Yeah. Like he was putting up points, but then down the stretch, ball control was unbelievable. He threw one interception in the last 11 games. Mm-hmm. He had three, three touchdown games in the final six there. So I think, you know, you, you look into that offense, Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield. That's going to be, be big. Uh, Amonra St. Brown. Big time player right there. When they get Jamison Williams back from suspension, he can contribute. Marvin Jones and one of the guys I really do like who might be a little bit of a sleeper, Sam Laporta, a rookie tight end they drafted. I think he could be a guy that could come in and contribute in the passing game. So I like Jared Goff. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Mahomes or, you know, Jalen Hurts. But I I think in a pinch, if you need him or you're in a real big league and you need a, a depth quarterback, I think Jared Goff would be more than able to come in there and help you win some games all right uh any risky starts for week one not just for tonight but uh week one who are your risky starts yeah i mean i I think when you do that you have to look into the matchups and and who it might be uh for me selfishly i always like talking about the chargers defense because i like to hype them up and think they might be good individually yeah you don't (laughs) want to do that against the miami dolphins this week right Uh, jalen waddle tyree kill obviously uh, gonna make it tough they're gonna stretch the field and and it's gonna be tough Uh, other than that though i mean I've seen some people talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers run game. Uh, they've got uh, Najee, and, and I don't think he's going to be a good start against that San Francisco 49ers defense. Uh, Nick Bosa is there. We'll see how much he gets into it. Obviously, you, you might want to take some shots there and get him into the game. Uh, it's going to be on account, though, if he plays at all. But that Niners defense to me is so stout. And then to me, like I said, just more of those individual matchups. And, you know, look look who the opposition is. If you have, let's say, Stephon Diggs, Monday Night Football going up against the New York Jets, well, Sauce Gardner is going to be all over him. So Stephon Diggs, that might be a tough one uh, to try to get a big game out of him. So that's what I look at, just kind of those individual matchups. Who is going to be the big player uh, for the Raiders? They've got... The Denver Broncos, that's Patrick Sertain. And uh, Devontae Adams, he's a heck of a player. I know he's had some success against Sertain in the ba- in the past, but, you know, Sertain's another year in the game. He's a little bit wiser, a little bit quicker now. Uh, that's going to be a matchup that I, I think is going to be very interesting as well. Well, I can't wait uh, for uh, NFL season. Uh, I love it. I'm a fa- I love the CFL and the NFL. I, I don't see any reason why I have to choose. I feel no reason to you know speak negatively about one league. They're different. They're both exciting for different reasons, and I love it. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see. What we got hey guys, do not put Tony in flex position. I'm telling you, uh, not going to happen. Um, put him as the wide receiver spot. Well, what's the difference? If he's your flex, that means maybe you have two better wide receivers, right? It all depends um, if you're. F- 
Like to me, it doesn't matter if I have a running back or receiver at flex or or at their own position. If uh, if I feel that my third best receiver is better than my third best running back, well then that's what I'm doing. Or in the off chance, maybe my second tight end is better than my third running back or receiver for that week. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm playing. Right? No problem with that at all. So, um, you know, Tony, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how he uh, plays this year. The guy's got a lot of talent. There's no question about it. But uh, let's go Sky more. Let's go Sky more. Hey, unreal show today. What a lineup we had. If you missed any of it, all of the, the shows, of course, you can rewatch the show on YouTube. How about that? can check that out at uh, Orders Nation or uh, rewind on the YouTube. So maybe you've been, you know, you can't watch during the day. If you want to check it out at night, feel free. Uh, also, it's always where you get all your podcasts. Connor has it all downloaded there. Our individual interviews are up again, once again, at jasongregor.com. We had uh, Noah Gregor, proud uncle here. Uh, he's, of course, with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. He joined us in the uh, the first hour. Some interesting insight just into, you know, how as a young player you handle you know, not being qualified and, you know, kind of the mental challenges more than anything else. Uh, he also had a really good description of what he's been working on this summer. Uh, and he's always been an excellent skater. Like anybody who watched the game could tell he can fly in a straight line. He wanted to improve his lateral movement and little things about being on the front half of your blade instead of leaning back when you come on a turns, little things like that. Uh, Terry Ryan, our Thursday co-host, was on for two hours. TR, TR's rant about captains, unbelievable. You'll see that later. Uh, Declan's putting that online. It was funny. Uh, Henry Burris, we talked about the quarterback position. Uh, Haley Salvian was with us discussing the, the brand new women's professional hockey league. They got all their, their big, uh, three contracts for every team except New York. And, uh, Haley, uh, outlined which three players she thinks New York is going to announce as their free agents. And then the draft, really exciting for the first year. The draft can be rookies, but also established vets because each team only has three players. So they'll have a draft, and it's basically, it's going to be a snake draft. Goes from one to six, then six back down. Nice. Uh, we had uh, Rear Admiral from uh, Spitting Chicklets on the show. Kind of give, giving you some insight if you've ever wanted to start a podcast. Because when they started theirs, they didn't think it would ever be what it's become. Speck and Bronte as well. So if you missed anything, go there. Uh, thank you so much for making us part of your daily routine here on Sports 1440. It's been a great first three days. I can't wait to see tomorrow. we got some new co-hosts we'll unveil on tomorrow's show in the morning. Uh, Eddie Steele's going to be fired up with Kevin Carrier, so check that out. Steele's coming in with a lot of passion. That's going to be awesome. So uh, have yourselves a wonderful night. On behalf of Connor Halley, Declan Kruger, I'm Jason Greger. Let's get to a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Stop in for a full synthetic Pennzoil Platinum oil change today and you get a $20 digital gift card for over 30 local merchants. Get to pick which one you like. Book your appointment today at jiffylubeservice.ca. Enjoy the kickoff to NFL. Good night.